Hi, everybody. This is Darcy Hendrickson, otherwise known as author P.K. Anderson. And this is my podcast, Dash Away Debt. So it is April 1st. We're 14 days away from tax day. And I am thrilled to announce that we have finally finished our taxes. I finally finished all my book work. I don't know why this thing wants me to have like a blur. Uh, with my eyes. Um, it was a long haul, but I wanted to let you know some things that paid off for me if you were just starting out in the business. Um, you have to pay taxes and you're paying taxes that are basically you're paying the employer tax and you're pay paying your own personal tax whenever you're making money in your side business. So I just want to like encourage you, if you have any other sources of income, do withhold a little bit extra. So that was my method. I was only withholding, I think it was $20 each for both state and federal because I happen to live in a state that I pay state income tax as well. And that covered me for any social security that we had to pay and any Medicare that we had to pay for uh, the money that I earned through my business. So um, in fact, we're getting a refund back, which I wasn't expecting based on, you know, just if I ever thought about doing a job where I would make, you know, I mean, I was looking at gross sales, which was almost $9,000. So if I was just looking at a job where I made $9,000, I would definitely be in the hole uh, for lots of taxes if I didn't have any taxes that I paid. So that method worked off, worked out well. And I think it would until I really scale up my business. When I, I have a personal goal of making 100000 in sales, which would probably net me around 30,000 extra dollars in income. So obviously this method of withholding, you know, $20 for my two paychecks a month for state and federal taxes extra is not gonna work, but um, I'm not there yet, obviously. I'm just learning to scale up my business. So it's exciting that we're done with our taxes, but it really gave me some insight into what I need to do for my business, which is make sure I am logging all of those receipts. Make sure every time I'm using my car for any sort of business or going and getting inventory or anything like that, that I am, you know, logging it in a little notebook in my car. I enter it into the Stride app and then I'm ready to go. And all of my receipts, I've made a promise to myself that at the end of each month, I will update my spreadsheet that I created that tracks my inventory, tracks my sales and all of that information. And so, yes, you can get some reports from Amazon, but I really didn't have a feel for what kind of inventory I needed to have when I was starting out, you know, that I needed to track the inventory. That just wasn't even, I was just thinking total sales minus what I, I paid on my product and 
you know, I was good to go, but that is not true. And I'm also factoring in if I buy anywhere where I have to pay sales tax, because if I go to any of the big stores in my area, I'm actually going across the river to Washington state and buying stuff because of where I live, which means that I'm paying sales tax and I should be able to write that off. And I wasn't even tracking that. So now in my funky little spreadsheet that I've kind of created, and I'll probably tweak it throughout the year, I have like just a tab for that that actually tells me my total cost of goods, um, which includes that sales tax. And it's funny, depending on where I'm sourcing, if I'm sourcing up near our vacation uh, property up in Upper Washington, Central Washington, I actually pay a higher sales tax rate up there, which I didn't think was normal. I didn't know. I, I thought it was just like one sales tax for the whole year or for the whole state, but that's not true. So I really have to be thoughtful about what I'm purchasing away from home, like when I'm sourcing in retail stores. And I think I have to get into the practice of going to a bigger city in the state of Oregon where I can go and source and just sort of develop arounds that maybe I take one day a month and I go and do that so I can just get as much inventory as possible without paying the sales tax. And then I can just write off the miles for doing that. But it really goes to show um, with all of the stuff, the inventory that we are holding and um, as well as the supplies that I had to buy to get my business sort of running like the printers um, just the labels, the mailing stuff. I actually came in at a loss for the year. Um, and I think I was actually lucky that that happened because I wasn't that good at tracking my supply, uh, receipts. And so I could have been in a really big danger there. I think, um, this year I've already purchased an additional 39 inch desk, which I'm using it's actually right behind me here and it comes vertical out from the wall. So I have just like a little U shape for my desk, which is a normal L shape. And the reason why I did that is because I really wanted like a mailing station and I'm working out of the basement. I'm supposed to contain everything in this one room, my, my writer's domain as I call it, which is actually my business thing. And then, um, I had another desk that I was kind of using as my mailing station, but what I did is I put this new desk in between the two of them and then further like close to the door that's going out, you see? The door that's going out of the office, it's actually my work, you know, my, my life as a safety professional workstation. So when I bring my laptop home, I have a docking station and an extra monitor to be able to do my job. But I thought, why am I giving that space my top billing? I should be giving my own personal work my own space. So it's nice because now my work station is no longer blocking half of my L-shaped desk. So I'm not squeezed onto one little portion of my L-shaped desk, which is nice. I really like it, but the whole office is in disarray. I um determined by the end of April, I'm going to have it completely organized. I really like that I was able to put right next to me one of my um, shelving units. So it's right up on top of the, the mailing station desk, which I'm able to put, you know, all of my 
you know, poly bags, all of my labels, all of that stuff right there. And once it's organized, it's just going to be so much better. And I have some little um, shoebox shaped little plastic containers with lids that I'm going to sort of organize out all of my mailing supplies. So then when I'm going to mail something, I just pull that out, open it up, take what I need, or if I'm packing things into poly bags or whatever I'm doing, it's just going to be so much more organized. And then weirdly enough, I actually need to buy a trash can for my office. I will confess that what I have been doing is using these Lamo, um, you know, the grocery bags that you get that I have to pay five cents for. I've been using those as my trash bags, but the problem is they don't, I don't have any way to attach them to my desk, so I'm constantly trying to figure out how do I attach these things so that they'll stay, so like if I'm getting all these like, you know, the backers to a printing label that I just printed, they just get, they travel all over in my office, and even though I crumple them up and put them in the bag, then they'll spring out of that bag, so my goal later this year is to find some sort of container that can work as a trash can. I don't like the traditional trash can look, so I'm gonna look for something that's gonna just be trash can-esque, but not looking like a trash can, if that makes any sense. We'll see. But anyway, once I get my shelving and all of that workstation, I'm gonna get a picture in my podcast for you guys so you can kind of see what my workstation looks like. But right now, it's just a wreck. I mean, I have my laser reader or my barcode scanner, you know, my Dymo, my GOZ um, printer that prints on Rolo labels. I mean, this is how sad it is. I even have a ginormous magnifying glass because sometimes you're trying to find the date codes on things that you're sending in and you need a magnifying glass. Even with my reading glasses on, it's so terrible. Anyway, so I will come back after the break and give you guys an update on the business. Hi everybody, welcome back from the break. Um, thanks for being with me. This is what, my third or fourth video um, email, but um, email, <laughs> say I'm trying to multitask at the same time. This is like my third or fourth video podcast, but for all of you that are listening regular podcast, I hope that you understand all of the content as well. So I did want to talk a little bit about some things that um, as a newbie starting out in the business, I didn't realize. So one of them is I've been selling some very lightweight, like they weigh one item that I'm mailing in a poly mailer, which is a little six by nine, just plastic poly mailer. Um, one of those items weighs my whole total shipping weight, even though it's a six by nine envelope, weighs 0.7 ounces, not even a full ounce. And so I went to pack one up and because of the nature of it, I put just like, even with the 0.7 ounces, it I put a strip of, or a little swath of cardboard that I cut to fit inside my six by nine envelope. I recommend keeping boxes just for this reason, because this is so lightweight but I'm not even paying for an ounce of whatever it is, you know, for shipping. But I pay, I provide 
free economy shipping at no cost to the person because I'm fulfilling from home and I don't want them not to take my product because they can get free shipping from somebody else. So economy shipping, I provide free of charge to them. Well, in this case, it was going to Colorado from here in the Pacific Northwest. And um, my only option was to ship UPS and the cost would be $10.33 just for shipping. The item didn't even cost that much. So this particular item I'm only making like, it's like a dollar after all is said and done with the supplies and stuff. And you think, okay, that's stupid. Why are you even doing that? Well, you know, we just did a thing at the end of last year where we went around and we focused on things that would sell this spring that would be lightweight, fit in a six by nine envelope and be easy to ship. And those just happened. And just because of the way pricing is, I need to go look at the pricing because I think we can actually go up in price a little bit. So maybe I'll make like a buck 50 or something after all is said and done. But sometimes if you have slow sales on your bigger items where you're making a bigger profit, it's nice to have items like that because you just have just income that's coming in, maybe dribs and drabs, but you know, you just have to sell more of them. So I don't want to outprice myself, but I also don't want to underprice myself if that makes any sense. So anyway, I'm look, looking at this, I'm like, why would I pay $10.33 when normal shipping has been right around $3.20? Um, why would I do that? And it was only UPS that was only allowing me in Amazon. Now, when I first started, I would actually pay that and just think it's just a matter of business. I have to eat that cost. But it isn't true. So I went out to Pirate Ship, which is very easy for anybody to get an account. Um, and you just have to keep a credit card on file with them. And I was able to get first class USPS shipping instead of UPS shipping for $3.28. I'm like, why isn't Amazon? So I think that the seller is saying they only want to get from UPS, but I'm just saying I'm offering free economy shipping and I get free tracking with first class shipping through USPS. So, dude, that's what you're getting. You're <laughs> but weirdly enough, then the next order, they ordered two of the item, which only brought it up to 0.8 ounces. And then the cheapest option was UPS at $3.40 because it went up to 0.8 ounces. So check if you feel like the cost of the shipping that Amazon is offering you and that's their discounted shipping rate, go check at another source. And I find um, if I'm shipping anything over a pound, I always check pirate ship to see how much my rates would be through them. Because a lot of times that seems to be the sweet spot where the postal service will charge you an arm and a leg and then the other pirate ship won't charge you and you'll get a much better rate through them than you would through Amazon. So I was shocked to see it at the 0.7 ounces. That's just shocking. But I would have paid what, I mean, math is not my forte, but 
seven dollars six six and a half dollars more and totally lost money and i'd have to sell like another seven of those items just to make that lost money back if i had just taken the only rate that amazon was offering me so be aware of those type of things because i feel so stupid when i first started out i was shipping this item that they wouldn't let me send in because it was a flammable to amazon and I wasn't aware the whole shipping templates and stuff, so I didn't have it set up right. And I was just offering free shipping for everything. But then this particular item, because it was just a little bit longer, it would only fit in a 9 by 13 envelope, which just put it right outside of, it would raise the rates when I was shipping it. And I shipped, I think, 10 of them priority mail. And I actually made still $3 an item, but I was adding like, what was it, $4 more per shipping than I needed to because I only said I was providing the free economy shipping. And so when I finally figured out that I didn't have to take just that first item that, of cost of shipping that Amazon was providing me, I dropped it down from priority mail down to first class mail. and. I was making bank off of these things and I felt so stupid and my husband was kind of berating me, but it's just a learning process. So you're going to have these items where you're just totally, you, you don't realize what's happening. So I am, you know, I just think you really just have to look at all these different sources. Um, that's what I hope this podcast is just kind of telling you the things that I have blown up and totally did wrong. And hopefully you'll learn from my mistakes because I would never want you to have to pay more money than you need to for this business. The other thing is, is make sure if you find a honeypot of items that you're not telling anybody where you got that items because somebody's always going to be motivated. Like I had a coworker that I work with, not in my own office. So anybody, I do have a friend in my office that listens to this, but I actually had somebody that just knew that I was doing an online business because I'm friends with them on Facebook. And they started asking me questions and I was just like, this is really weird. They're kind of asking me, where do I find this stuff to sell? What kind of stuff do I sell? And I was just kind of being very vague about it because I was just getting some weird little feel about it. But then I just see that they opened an online store, just like I have, you know, and I think you have to be careful because once you have your honeypot of where you're getting the best deals, you don't want to lose that out to somebody else that gets there before you. And so I know it's hard when you're starting out and you're scanning and stuff, but if you find a sweet deal, try to preserve it as long as possible. And I'll give you an example of this. So I found an item when I first was starting out and you have to scan everything. You have to keep looking. Can you find something? Well, I found this avocado tool. And it happened to be discontinued by the manufacturer, and it was a really good name brand. And this particular place I found is one of those people that like buy pallets of stuff that they get from manufacturers or in auctions. You can see then they have a whole shipment of stuff that they're unpacking and putting out for sale. 
and they were only selling them for $2.99. And weirdly enough, when I was scanning and I didn't even, I wasn't even ungated in kitchen stuff or whatever, but little, uh, avocado tool, it said it was selling for $19.99. And I'm like, that's really strange. And I even sent that in. I Now I kick myself because I could have shipped that myself and paid a lot less in Amazon fees. But in researching it, I saw that it was discontinued. So that's really strange. Well, every time I would go past that store, I'd stop in. And, and if I had a little extra cash, I'd just buy up all the avocado tools. And it was kind of risky, but I started selling them. And they just kept selling. And then I'd sell out. And then I'd go back and look. And then they must have found a couple because then they put them back out on the on the racks and stuff. And I got to the point where I was completely out. And they were telling me to restock. And I couldn't. So we actually went online just trying to find anybody that had any. And I could find like one or two where I had to pay $5 a piece for them. But I couldn't buy them in any sort of the quantity anymore. So I finally just gave up on that because unless I just happen across that tool again in the future. But it's, I never would have wanted to tell anybody, oh, I'm selling X because then they would run right over there and grab it. And I would never want to give up my source. So you have to keep things close to your chest, you know, help people out, like give them encouragement with the scanning and the stuff like that. And just keep telling them scan, scan, scan and scan some more because you do find the stuff that you can sell when you're not when you're gated and everything. So but never give up the stores that you go to <laughs> or the ones that you buy online from. Because then you're going to lose out on that source. And yes, I know there's millions of sellers out there and they're all looking. But while you found your little honeypot, use it for all it's worth before somebody else gets a hold of it. Because there's those people that are doing uh, tactical arbitrage where they're going out and searching what you're selling. And then they're trying to find the same stuff and sell it and make even more profit than you. So there is that. So. This is, I don't know what episode this is. This is really terrible. I know I've missed a couple weeks in doing a Dash Away Debt. So thanks for listening. I do want to thank everybody. Um, I do see we've had a couple new countries join in and listening with this podcast. So woo, that's nice. And thanks for all of you that are watching me from video or on YouTube. Um, and you get to see my non-makeup self with now I get sunlight to the side of me instead of dead on because I bumped my office around. But uh, do uh, stick with me this season. I hope that you'll find some interesting stuff that will be helpful for you. And this is author P.K. Anderson, otherwise known as Darcy Anderson, and I'm dashing, my, dashing away my debt one transaction at a time. Thank you.